When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, John McLaughlin, the pollster of all pollsters, uh, McLaughlin and Associates. How how are you, John? You had a good night last night, right? Right. And and by the way, it's it's always good because I'm listening to you with with Governor Pataki and Pete King and the congressman. It made me look good for years, and we rode Governor Pataki's coattails for elections. So uh, so the Republicans may be getting back into form. So we'll see. Also on the line right now is Hank Schenkoff to talk about the Democrats. How are you, Hank? He's a political analyst. I'm feeling wonderful today. Thank you. Okay, so where do we start? Congressman King. Hank, I was, uh, this is Pete King. I was with you, I guess, a month ago, and you told me exactly what was going to happen in the primary between Jerry Nadler and uh, Carol Maloney. And uh, you hit it right on the head. Well, you know, sometimes it's awful to be correct. I, I also, you know, said about that uh, Goldman nonsense in Brooklyn that he would win on John's show last week because, because you know, money talks and you know what walks. It's, uh, and the Times interfered there and and with uh, with Nadler and Maloney, and the um, the interesting one though is the, is Molinaro and Ryan because that um, that I think typifies. I said this before a lot of what's going on, but yeah, thanks for the compliment, Pete. I hope you've been doing well. Everything's good. What do you, John McLaughlin, they're talking about that the Molinaro-Ryan race is a bellwether. What do you think? Well, I worked at District for John Fossa when he was the congressman. And the ironic part is there were 178,000 Trump voters in 2020 there. And Molinaro yesterday got 63,000 votes. So that means a lot of Republicans who voted for Trump because it was a 50-50 district in 2016 – and it was very close. It was a couple points in 2020. So there was a lot of Trump voters that did not come out. And when you look at the actual turnout, uh, I think as, as Governor Pataki was talking before, yeah, Ulster County had a big turnout higher than uh, about 13,000, 14,000 more votes than Molinaro's home county of Dutchess. But, but Ryan blew it out like two to one or 60-40 in Ulster. And in Molinaro's home county, he just squeaked by. You know, I have friends calling me today and saying they didn't see any TV ads attacking Biden and Pelosi from Molinaro. Mm. And his message, if Trump voters stayed home and cost them this race, literally there's 115,000 Trump voters that were not motivated, who didn't come out, that cost them the race. And compare that to I was involved in Brandon Williams' race, where we were outspent badly, uh, and Brandon Williams was endorsed by the Conservative Party, and we beat Katko's uh, candidate uh, 58 to 42 in the Syracuse market in uh, New York 22. So, you know, they got their base. We got our base. If you don't play to your base and get it out in these special elections or primaries, you're going to lose. And the message was the message didn't motivate our base, and we've got to do it because statewide. Uh, you're going to have 6 million voters probably come out in the midterm election. Just 13 million registered. If there's more Democrats than usual, we'll lose. If we get Democrats who reject uh, what what Governor Hochul's doing with cashless bail and high taxes, et cetera, 
Lee Zeldin can win. So it's a you know it's a battle for ideas. It's a debate, and you've got people in that in that in that studio there that have won those debates, and that's how they win elections. Yeah, John, this is George Pataki, and thank you for your help uh, when I was running all those times. And I have to say, yeah, we need our base, but we can't appeal to the base and alienate the middle, and particularly the Democrat voters that we need to win in a state like New York. And and sometimes that's a difficult act to follow. One big picture question. Two or three months ago, everybody's talking about the red wave. Biden's numbers were in the toilet. The generic ballot, Republican, Democrat, nationally, was way positive Republican. Today, Biden's numbers are up, and the generic ballot is pretty much dead even. Uh, are we not going to see a red wave? Is this going to be just a real battleground state and a battleground election all over the country? Well, you got to watch the polls that are saying that his numbers are better because there was one, like Economist YouGov, they uh, uh, they had uh, the Democrats up six or five in the generic ballot. But when you looked at the internals, it was only 27% Republican nationally. We were 36% on Election Day in 2020. We were 33% in 2018 and 2016. So if you cut the Republicans five, seven, eight points, you're, you're, it's, it's a voter suppression thing, and it's really about money. They're trying to dry up the Republican money because we're the only ones really pay attention. The voters still come out. And look at what happened with Zeldin yesterday. You have this uh, online poll that, uh, that Survey USA did. They were the ones who said Zeldin was only going to win the primary by two points. Remember those polls had Giuliani winning and Giuliani might win? They were one of them saying Zeldin was only up by two points right before the primary. We won by 21. Now they're saying Hochul's up 24. By their barometer, we might be within five. So this well, is, well, you know. Hank Shankoff, you wanted to. John, 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 John has got righteous indignation on the side besides being a very fine pollster. And a very good man, and I'm happy to hear Governor Pataki is one of my one of my faves on the phone. Listen, the reality is that she's not up 24 points. My betting is the margin is somewhere atop of 14, which would be unmute, which would be more close to reality, and is likely to drop if crime continues. The problem here is abortion, and going back to that race between Molinar and Ryan, it's the normal versus the normal that John is talking about, where people are not on extremes of either side of the party line. When that happens, the numbers start to go haywire. If things get more in the middle, it would stand to reason that Republicans will not have the large wave that they expected to have. That's the difference, and people should be paying attention to that. So the more normal this gets in discourse, i.e., the more Republican close to being the center, the more Democrat close to the center, the probably the turnouts won't be as good, and the Republicans will have a harder time getting elected. That's just that simple, because it brings things back to where they're not supposed to be for the Republicans. That's my view. Hank, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. What do you think about the uh, the four socialists winning in the, the state Senate races, and what's the impact of that going to be? Well, I think we're going to miss the Republicans controlling the state Senate greatly, quite frankly. <laughs> the issue, you know, and labor unions did much better when we had, uh, as Governor Pataki will tell you, when we had split chambers, uh, regardless of what people will say. But what do I think? I think the state is in for a rough, rough ride. Why? We're going to have some serious financial problems in the city of New York next year. Unquestionably so. Um, anybody who denies that is frankly not being realistic. We need a state Senate that understands uh, that protecting our, protecting the integrity of the state's finances is really important. These folks don't get it. And they yeah, absolutely don't get it. Money. Uh, let me ask a question. This is John Katzmatidis, and we went through it uh, with, with ourselves uh, a few minutes ago before you guys came on. Uh, what uh, President Biden did today, giving away $10,000 to everybody that went to college, 
I said, beware of what happened in Georgia where they came and gave away $2,600 to everybody. Vote for us in Georgia during the election in 2020. Vote for us, and we're going to give you $2,600 next week. And they delivered. So if the Republicans fight the $10,000, then, then, then it's going to go. It's going to go against us. It'll be just like Georgia. So I say, give them, leave it alone. Give them the ten thousand. And uh, if they asked us, the people that paid already, give them a refund. <laughs> but but, but yeah, you got to laugh a little bit. Go first. <laughs> Hank, there you I go. Yeah, I, I want mean, a refund. I mean, but you know what it is? It's the national debt. I mean, when you look at it. Okay, so but, you, but people you know, don't understand that, uh, John. John, John McLaughlin, no, no. people don't understand what, that. They just want money they, in their pockets. No, no. What they do understand no. is when they go to the supermarket and the price of meat has doubled from last year. But that's not, that, to, that's not to next year. They get twenty six. They no. get ten thousand dollars in their pockets now. I no, think that could hurt us in close elections because uh, you're going to knock off a Democrat for spending too much money. How, you know, why are people going to vote for you if you support a crazy program like this? Because they get ten thousand dollars in their pockets, and I'm asking for a refund and, of what I paid. And already. Democrats will keep control of the House. What do yeah, you think, Hank Shankoff? All right, let's let's talk to Hank Shankoff and let's talk to John McLaughlin. What do you guys think? About what? What's the real question you're asking? The ten thousand dollars. Should should Republicans stay silent on it or should they fight it? Like you know, John is saying we should stay silent on it because we don't want to lose like we did in Georgia with the twenty six hundred dollars. The rest of the well, room here says, Listen, this is a crazy policy. We have to fight it tooth and nail. We can't plunge ourselves further into debt. Hank Shankoff, what do you think? What, what would you rather have? Hard politics or hard ethics? Okay. Hard politics says we I'd rather have time. a win. Well, hold on, hold on. It's like if you put you put abortion on one side of the anchor, one anchor around one side of the neck, you put this thing around the another anchor around the other side of the neck. Why don't you just put your heads in the water and drown? It's not going to work. You know, you can take care of it later if you're in power, but if you're not in power, it won't matter. So you got to get in power first. <laughs> just that simple, guys. Just that simple. But the but the reality, what I'm saying is, the bigger problem is inflation, cost of living, taxes, etc. And what people are getting. Okay, if you take a poll. John McLaughlin, if you take a poll and ask the next hundred people that walk by Third Avenue and you ask them about inflation, 90, 90, of, 90 of the hundred don't know what it is. I, that's not true. When okay. you talk to them about regular prices and you say to them, when you say, when you say to them, we have a question in our national survey, are you struggling to make basic ends meet because of inflation? 43% of all voters said yes. And when are you impacted by inflation but not struggling? Another 39% say yes. And they're, they're the ones that are saying over 70% saying the country's on the wrong track. Uh, 56% say we're in a recession. And they give Joe Biden uh, a 59% disapproval job rating. But the Republicans have to run on that big picture and go after Biden and the Democrats and say, what are you going to do to lower inflation, lower prices, lower the cost of rents? What are you doing about that? If, if You're right. If you fight a, a, a small ball program on $10,000 a person, you're going to lose some of the votes. But on the bigger picture, everybody's getting hurt. And guess what? The average person, this is like their credit card. You run it up. They know they're going to have to pay taxes, and they're going to hold that against All you. All I know is when I lived on 135th Street, when they offered me a credit card with twenty or $30,000 on it, I took it. <laughs> well, that's, how about, that's how Christine's got that. That's how I built 
Christidis. I can't believe, John, you had enough credit that they'd offer you 20000 or 30000 lighter. In credit. those days, the bread man, I owed him bills for nine months. <laughs> I remember those years when you were around, John. I remember. Listen, go back a second. I'm thinking about something that, that John McLaughlin, certainly and I would understand, other people have been on successful presidential campaigns as operatives. You know, thinking about the ads we write and create and the stuff we get up, we test. If we tell people, we challenge them to the moment of, to remember the way it was, right? They tend mm-hmm. to respond the way we want them to because they feel the emotion if the, if the imagery is right. So maybe, maybe John and Pete and the governor have the right idea, you know, that, that trying to figure out if you can define for people what the pain was or what the pain could be, then maybe they'll want to run away from it. So that's not a bad idea. The question is, what, what's the alternative, Okay. I don't dispute your numbers on inflation, but elections are emotional. And I think the emotional driver of inflation was gasoline prices. They've come down. And I, I talk to a lot of people, not about politics, about life. And the sense that inflation is not as bad, even though the meat goes up and everything else goes up, the most visible thing that they see is gasoline prices. So I think the emotion of the inflation issue that was very real when gas was almost $5 a gallon is not the issue that it was. And without emotion, we're not going to win. Yeah, you're right. Guys, we're going to continue. Guys, we're going to, we have to take a break and we're going to continue to talk about it. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Hank Shankoff, John McLaughlin. Thank you so much.